All right. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a extra special episode of Let's Get Trashed. Uh, <clears throat> joining me, for those of you who can, some of you can see already, I have a brand new guest co-host for this episode. It's my friend Mauro Lopez, everybody. Give him a big round of applause. <laughs> oh, wow. Whoa. Keep it down, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, wow. So, uh, this is my buddy Mauro. He's a musician also in Austin. Even though he's in Austin, he fervently didn't want to do this in person. So, we're still on Zoom, but that's cool. Well, I was, I, I was at a barbecue prior to this, just knocking back brews in the sun dude so i didn't know yeah. what condition i'd be in i actually had one beer so it's let's get trashed the point is to get drunk and spout off about stuff we don't know about but then um, you get all you know you get this the the like heat exhaustion and all that and i was like man i don't want i'd rather just like be able to like do it in my ac yeah you know how that goes cool uh so yeah, I just got off a plane from Pittsburgh this morning. I had the two, I mean, I had the two, I had early flights yesterday and today. I spent less than, I was in, I was in Pennsylvania for less than like 14 hours. It's crazy. Like, that's how quick a turnaround that, that thing was. So it's a very. It's a U.S. tour, man. Yeah. <laughs> Next yeah. three weeks. Uh, yeah, although I'm not doing next weekend. I'm doing two weeks after that. I'll, I'll, yeah, see, you have, I'll you, see you in Chicago. You have a Texas date next next uh, weekend, don't you? I do with Superfonicos, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's part of the U.S. tour, man. Oh, it's yeah. part of the Texas, that's true. Texas it's out of, leg. It's out of town. I still, I, still get to tell, I still get to tell people that I'm, I'm out of town three weeks in a row. Or three we weekends go, in a row. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But I'll see you in Chicago. We'll be, we'll be at that same festival. Yeah, sounds good. I think I I wonder if we have the same red eye flight going out that Saturday we, morning. We actually we actually might. Um, Ouch. We actually might have that same flight. Although no, I think you guys are flying Southwest and not American. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, we're flying American. Southwest. No, we're flying American. Uh, but we're also leaving at like five or six or whatever it is. Uh, Ouch. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. <laughs> it's it's very very bad. But I'm gonna come to that second sundown show, uh, one because we get done playing and then uh, my cousin's gonna be there, so her and I, you know, since you're gonna be in that neighborhood, I was like, her and I will go check out the sundowns. So put me on the plus one list. Will do, man. I'll put you on that guest list. Should be a fun. It should be a fun trip overall. I've never been to Chicago, so. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I've been wanting to go, and I know it's so you know I'm only going to be there for like less than 48 hours, but uh, I'm excited for like all the hangs, and then yeah. uh, obviously Daniel, uh, drummer to the Sundowns, is from there, so yeah. he's kind of well acquainted with all this, all the spots. So I'm like excited to like not only go to Chicago, but like go with a bunch of buddies, and then go with somebody who's like just like kind of knows where to go. So I think it's, yeah. it's going to be a good time. No, Stuck yeah, you guys are. It. You guys are gonna have a great time. I wish I I kind of wish I was like staying an extra day. I thought about asking Kiko, being like, "Hey man, you know, let me change my flight to just the next day, and I'll take care of myself." Like I'm, I'll, you know, I'll crash in my cousin's place. I have not asked anybody this. I'm this is <laughs> speculative, uh, but I don't know. I went to Chicago, you know, four four or five years ago, three years, whatever it was, and I was like, I did all the kind of touristy stuff. So whatever. 
and then I'm leaving town for quite a while in Jan- in June. So I was like, I don't need to be spending all my money. Yeah, definitely not on fucking disgusting deep ass pizza. <laughs> Dude, that's all I want to eat the whole time that I'm there. And I, I know we're eventually going to talk about the film here, but my plan is yeah. that's the only thing I eat for 48 hours. It's going to be like a mini supersize me, but like nothing but just... deep, nothing but deep dish pizza. That's it, dude. Why? Breakfast, lunch and dinner, dude. Are you it's actually a cha- it's a challenge, man. I like to challenge myself. Why don't you I have like... it? What I do what I did when I went to Chicago for 48 hours 3 years ago I had one I had deep dish pizza once I had a hot dog for one of the meals I had the Italian beef sandwich for one of the, you know you just make you do every you do every Chicago thing one time and then uh then you get to say you did it I guess that sounds just equally as challenging to my body so I might do that but Yeah right now my eyes set on pizza dude I'm a pizza guy well, I, being the good Connecticut boy I am, would hardly call what Chicago says is pizza. Uh, whatever. Yeah, we are going to talk about the movie. And uh, sorry, I've got two jokes to get out of the way right off the top that I wrote. Uh, a sophisticated one and a gross one. Uh, but anyway, the movie we watched, for our sophisticated viewers, the movie we watched is The Oliver North Man. And it's a, it's a movie about a guy who uh, gets revenge on Iran by selling weapons to Nicaragua. Uh, all right, that's the first one. The second one, <laughs> the movie we watched. I was like, I don't remember any yeah. of that, but damn it, maybe I watched the wrong movie. <laughs> the movie, we, the the movie we watched. Uh, here's the second one. Was a movie called The Peter Northman. And it's a movie about a guy who gets revenge on his family by filming 3,000 pornos. <laughs> the Peter Northman, dude. The what, Peter, what, a, uh, what, a, what a 90s pornography joke for all. Yeah. For, it really hits the, 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 demogra- the demography of your listenership. Yeah. <laughs> Not enough Peter North jokes in this world, dude. Let me say, <laughs> let me say that. <laughs> The Peter Northman. The Peter Northman. Very similar films, probably. A lot of there's a lot of shirtless scenes in both of these movies. The actual The Northman uh, and the Peter Northman. <laughs> um, yeah. So we watched The Northman, which was was wild. We're gonna do so. I I am always pretty bad at this, but we are gonna try to uh, like have a demarcation of we're not gonna do spoilers. Most of it's gonna be like spoilery. But we're going to do like a little section up top. So, uh, Mauro, you watched this the other day. You watched it at home, right? Video on demand? Video on demand. Nice. Yeah, it's already out for, for rent, people. Um, you get it for 48 hours, I think. If okay. You rent it. 48 hours, you can watch it as much as you want, I think. So, nice. I like saw it like one and a half times. The second time I was trying to, to like watch certain scenes and stuff. But, but yeah. I prefer yeah. to do it and you know watch it at home. Uh, so, what first impressions? What do you think? Did you like it? Yeah, I I, I really liked it. I mean, I, yeah. I was a fan of um, the witch. I was a fan of. I was I was a big fan of the lighthouse. I actually that was the last movie that I saw in theaters. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was like it was like months before everything shut down and and. Uh, 
yeah. So I was, I was, you know, I had high expectations and I think it, it delivered. I mean, cool. I really, yeah, for, for a story like that, I, you know, I was, I thought it was great. I never, I never saw, this is my first Robert Eggers uh, film that I've ever seen. I never saw The Witch or The Lighthouse, but I heard, I heard good things about both of them. I definitely want to watch The Lighthouse. I mean, I want to watch both of them now because this one was so good. I definitely want to watch The Lighthouse because my boy, uh, Robert Pattinson's in it. Yeah, definitely. Bobby, Bobby Patty's in it, and I got to I got to see everything he's <laughs> Bobby in. Bobby Patty. Oh, Bob Pat. Bob Pat. B Pats. B Pats is in it, and I after watching Good Time, I I love that dude, and I just want to watch every movie he's in. Um, except definitely. for except for yeah. the next Batman, probably. Uh, I'll I'll skip I'll skip whatever. I'm not gonna watch the Twilight's, and I probably won't won't watch any more Batman's unless I have to. Um, but anything else he's in, he's like awesome. He's so good. I agree with good time. That was kind of like something that I just like came across. I didn't even know that it was like, like, um, eight, 24, eight, two, four. I don't know. I don't know what the debate is on the name. Eight, 24. I think, I think it's eight, 24, eight, 24. I didn't know it was an eight, 24 release. And I, I just turned it on. And it's like one of those like high octane movies that like from, it, yeah. It's a crazy as shit movie. Yeah. And typically sometimes like when I'm watching something, like I'll be like, oh, this is like just a bit much because it's so fast. But damn, dude, I couldn't like look away. It's like just such a great movie. And I was well, like, damn, that's Robert Pattinson. Yeah. So this is before I, I wasn't even really familiar with like I wasn't paying attention to, you know, uh, production credits at the top of the film. I didn't even realize it was A24. I didn't know what that meant at the time. What I knew was I had seen Uncut Gems by the Safdie brothers. And Uncut Gems is among my, like, favorite movies ever. I mean, I think it's I, it's one of my best movie experiences I've ever had. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen. And so I immediately was like, I'm watching every Safdie brothers thing they've ever done. Including the short film where Adam Sandler plays like one of those gold man robots in New York. Um, uh, that, I haven't seen that. It's awesome. It's like five minutes long, but it's so it's it's really cool. It's really good. It's weird, but I was like, they had their other movie at the time, but they don't need to done another one. Was Good Time? And I was like Robert Pattinson, Twilight Boy. All right, I'll check it out. And it's, <laughs> Twilight Boy. It's sick, dude. Him and him and him and Benny Safdie put on a a a great. It's killer. It's an awesome yeah. movie. I agree 100%. Um, yeah, so I like finding, you know, again, I'm going to watch all of Robert Eggers' catalog after seeing The Northman because if I find something I like, I go back to, I got I to gotta listen to every album by this artist. I got to watch every film by this director. I got to do whatever. Yeah, you um, won't, You definitely won't be let down. They're, 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 they're up there. I mean, they're quality. It's, it's the reason, like, so I'm the opposite of you. It's the reason I wanted to watch this movie. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, so let's, we'll, we'll do a little bit of like plot synopsis. We actually get into, we're going to get into spoilers pretty quick because there's a big kind of thing, not, not like chapter two of this movie or maybe, maybe it's chapter, no, it's chapter two of this movie that, that like is the first kind of spoilery thing. So that's going to be the line. So anyway, we'll start off Viking drama folks. All right. That's what we got here. Um, a little kid, uh, you know, the king, his dad, the king, is coming home from a Viking raid. Who knows how long he's been gone. They're all excited. Big party at night. 
the king, the king's, you know, the queen, the the boy prince, and then there's the uh, there's the king's brother, also like a he's like a general, you know, whatever. He's the king's brother. He's like a in charge type dude. Um, so they got they got back. Everybody's partying. Everybody's happy. Some uh, weird but you know tender bonding moments between father and son, and then uh, and then. You know, then boom, the betrayal happens. The brother kills the king and tries to kill the son and, like, just, you know, kills everybody loyal to the king, all that kind of nonsense. And then uh, we the kid escapes. The prince escapes. He's like, I'm going to I'm gonna avenge my dad's death. I'm going to save my mom because she's now being, like, held captive by the by her former brother-in-law. And uh, whatever else is like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna come back and take this kingdom. Anyway, that's the first 15 minutes, 10 minutes of the movie. Uh, next thing you, next thing we know, he's 20 years older, something like that. It just says years later. I, yeah, I, I, 20 years. I mean, that dude. Yeah, I'm guessing maybe he was like 30 or something. I don't know how yeah. old the actor is, but but yeah. Yeah, Alexander Skarsgård. I don't know how how old he is, or I don't even know how long people lived. Uh, but anyway, now he's in Russia because apparently the Viking actual like Viking Empire or the Viking whatever extended all the way to like Ukraine, which is where he's in Ukraine um, in the second chapter, uh, which is what the Vikings used to call the land of Rus. Um, but yeah, he's like way over there and he's just on some crew. He's like on a fight, you know, on a fight crew and they're conquering cities and all kinds of shit. Uh, and so that's, that's like our, that's, that is an awesome fight scene where they, where they take that village. Yeah. It was kick ass. Yeah. We had kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. You noticed something about that scene that I, that I, I mean, it was the movie just in it in and of itself is super immersive. Yeah. Um, so I was just kind of like watching it, trying to keep up with just kind of so much happening. But you actually noticed something about that scene, and actually the scene that follows that is the same thing. It's kind of a uncut uh, shot. So this, I actually, I actually didn't notice this. I didn't catch this until I was like at home after after watching the film, uh, reading about it. I caught there's one shot that I loved that I caught um as I'm watching it but uh and uh and we'll talk about that in just a second but the actual so when when the berserkers cuz he's a he's a viking berserker which is like they take some sort of acid or mushrooms or whatever they're like they they do some sort of ritual and they get themselves all you know worked up into a frenzy and then they just they go they run a muck on this town dude <laughs> Uh, so they're sacking some little Ukrainian village. He is fighting everybody, and this entire th this entire shot—it's like four minutes of him wandering around this village, fighting people, killing people, you know, doing the whole thing. It's a—it's like a three and a half or four minute uncut shot. They choreographed the entire thing, and then they've got the camera following him around. They—they they just plan it around corners and all the kind of stuff. It's so well choreographed. It's it's an I mean it's an awesome fight. It's so well done. Uh, some of the the camera stuff is like you know really interesting, kind of unique way of of doing some stuff. Um, at, upon like me rewatching some clips, I'm like this is unusual stuff that they're doing. 
And I kind of read a few things about it too that was like, oh, that's it's awesome. That was really great. I love big choreographed stuff like that. Well, I love choreographed fight scenes and epic stuff. I don't I was love like, like dance numbers. I was just I, I don't love. I made it forty five seconds into uh, the new. La La Land. The, the, yeah, well, I made it. Yeah, I made it five minutes into La La Land before I turned that off and and discussed. But I made it. I made it forty five seconds into the new West Side Story, and I was like, "This makes me sick." Yeah. So I had to turn West Side Story, the Steven Spielberg West Side Story. Uh, it, it, it that made me that was that was disgusting. I hated it. So I was like, "I'm never watching this." Uh, so that kind of choreography is bad. Fight choreography, good. Uh, but yeah, that was awesome. Let's uh, before we even so before we get to the next part into our spoilery section to talk more about the story that I'm super excited about. Uh, let me ask you: When you're watching, is it good or bad to notice that kind of thing in a movie? When you is it is it a good thing to notice? Wow, this is an uncut shot, or wow, that's a really unique camera angle type of thing, or is that a bad thing that you're like you're taken out of the story and you're seeing some of the technical aspects of it? Um, actually. I think it kind of goes both ways because I don't like when I see like direction or a lot like and I, look I, I'm not like a like a crazy like movie critic here but I hate when I feel like I could see like the director behind the camera just like all right and you got to deliver this line now go and then like you can just tell like it's like I hate when I could see the production on camera. Um, mm -hmm. But sometimes, like, I've watched some movies and I could see stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, man, this was obviously a conversation that was had both from the people behind the camera and the people in front of the camera. And there's, like, so much coordination that goes on in something like that and so much risk involved, you know, um, that sometimes I do appreciate seeing it. But it kind of depends on the movie. Um, yeah. Sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it can't. They, sometimes it can be bad. Um very diplomatic the step steps on no toes Mauto. that's what we call you <laughs> uh, not controversial here you know whichever yeah, I don't, if I don't you, wanna, you like yeah. it or not i still love you hey there's a there's a there's a uh, place for, for there's a place for all of it uh, uh, you know we're all god's children and uh, uh there, you know there's i i can totally see both sides look both sides Mauto. that's what we always called you um well look here's the thing I, here here okay here's like a more concrete example like when, when I would watch Game of Thrones, I mean, like, so many decisions, obviously, like, and I'm not, like, a super big fanboy of Game of Thrones, but it was a mm -hmm. great, great show. And it, like, there's a lot of details in it, um, both from production, the costuming, to sound design, to fucking acting, everything, dude. Like, there was, like, no, nothing seemed like it was left to, like, just, like, chance. And so you have that something like as fantastical uh, that's one of the biggest shows on HBO. Um, and like, you know, the series ends and everybody's like, holy shit, that was like an amazing show. And then you have something like The Witcher, like on Netflix. Oof. And and I'm not I, I'm not into Witcher. I hear it's a great game. Um, but like I thought maybe they're trying to capture that same audience, like somebody who's like just craving that that fantasy. And I watched episode one and I felt like I could see like the fucking lighting and I could like I could hear the guy reading the script and I, I can see like the studio they're in. It Whoa. was just like I could see everything, you know, 
So in that case, it's real bad that I'm noticing this shit, yeah. you know? Um, whereas in Game of Thrones, I would watch and be like, dude, I can't believe they thought to put like this much detail. So I'm thinking yeah. about it as I'm watching it, but it's not like this thing that's not, in the way. It's not taking you out of it. It's okay. not taking me out of it. So one thing that I'll say about Northmen, just to kind of like finish the, the, the you know, the, the my thought on it, is I didn't notice that shot, and sometimes I do. But the movie is just—it was—it's very immersive from the beginning. I mean, you're just mm -hmm. like completely immersed, and it's like everything working together: the sound design, the, the fucking setting, the acting. I mean, everything just kind of pulls you in. If you're not super into, you know, old Norse mythology, which I doubt many people are, yeah. it's you go in and you're like, shit, dude. Okay, I'm interested to see what happens next, you know. And then it kind of takes you on through through there, so. Yeah, That's my thought about it. I agree, and I could do, I could do a forty-hour solo podcast on how much I hate The Witcher on Netflix, um, <laughs> and you know, because it's my favorite, it's my favorite books, it's my favorite book series, it's my favorite video game, and that TV show, the woman, I mean, that the woman that runs that TV show is, you know, um, is she sucks, dude. She's She's terrible. It's like it's some of the worst. It's some of the it's some of the worst decisions I've ever seen made on on television. But that's a separate podcast coming coming this fall. Tazo's <laughs> Tazo's uh, The Witcher Smackdown coming to Audible and Spotify. Um, yeah, I I agree. There's sometimes when I really. Sometimes a really long shot. That's that's kind of a like a gratuitous thing for a director to do. Like, oh, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have a long un uninterrupted shot. It's a thing they do because they think they have to, and it kind of doesn't fit or doesn't. Um, it's just, it. You know, a lot of guys will like force the issue and make it happen. But sometimes it's it's great when done really well. It's like magical. Um, the two I always reference. I mean, the best one, the best example of it film all time is uh, Henry taking uh, uh, taking Karen into the Copacabana through the kitchen in Goodfellas. That's that's all one shot. I didn't, the, I didn't even notice that. There's no cuts in that. From the time he like, from the time they get out of the car, walk down the hill, go through the kitchen, saying hi to everybody. You know, she's so impressed with how many friends yeah. she's got and then up to the front front of the line they grab the little table they put the That's little right. light candle on it they they move it up to the front two they're sitting down and uh i think was it rickles is on stage no that wasn't comedy night that was music night yeah somebody was on stage i can't remember who was singing and then he sends him the bottle of champagne too and she's just like blown away that this young guy has all these connections that's all one shot that's yeah, the that's wow. the pinnacle of that ever happening in film nobody will ever beat it everybody tries to do single long shots because of that they're all trying to get their like scorsese moment um in tv one of the coolest ones i ever saw was season one of true detective did you ever watch true detective i saw true detective but i i, I don't remember too many detail like i know the broad strokes yeah. but one of the, one of the episodes there, you know, uh, Matthew McConaughey is going into like some kind of, you know, suburban housing project because uh, he's got to get, he's looking for some biker guy, and the, all the bikers hang out in this little like kind of projecty kind of suburb thing, and uh, 
and he goes in. It's a long, it's like four minutes. It's a long choreographed thing. And he goes into the house and he's fighting all these guys and he's sneaking around and there's like a gunfight. He, he, anyway, he captures the dude he needs to capture and he's got a gun to his head and he's dragging him to the car. And then uh, Woody Harrelson pulls up at the last minute. They throw him in the car and then they leave. That was a, that's a really good, that's a really good one shot from, from TV world. Um, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen a better one in TV. Um, and there can't be a better one in film than than Goodfellas. But um, this was great. I didn't even notice that at the time. I didn't notice that shot. I did notice the shot before that made me love it, which is the first time we see a 30-year-old Amleth, is our main character's name. First time we see uh, P- uh, Skarsgård, whatever his name is. Peter Skarsgård? What's, what's, what's my... What's this dude's name? Hold on. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård. Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. First time we see Alexander Skarsgård, um, there's a shot. Is the, those Viking boats? They're rowboating. You know, they yeah, all yeah. Every, they've all got oars. They're rowboating down the rowboating. Sounds so like wholesome. Like we're, we're, <laughs> just, they're like they're like they're at Ladybird Lake. Just yeah. Like, go go. Yeah, they're doing the just. Uh, well, there's some song about like rowboat, you know, whatever. Bicycle, row your boat, bicycle mate. Bi- yeah, yeah. All these Vikings are just row, row. They're going down. Um, but you start off, you start off on the banks from the camera perspective. You start off on the banks of the river as all these boats are going by, like left to right, and then the third boat starts coming by, and then the camera goes forward, and it crosses the river, and then the camera gets on the boat and then turns, you know up turns towards like the the stern of the boat and then it starts going forward and then we see we see one of the guys it it zooms in on one of the guys rowing and that that's how we see his necklace thing and that's how we know oh that's the same necklace he got as a kid that's how we know it's the same guy now he's 30 um but that was an awesome thing i would spent all this time trying to figure out like how did they get the camera on the boat from the shore and i'm you know i'm dumb they used to i thought it was like did they have it on a rope and then they slid it like they used to crane. They used a hundred foot crane. It's very common. <laughs> uh, you know, I just don't know how to make anything. So I was just like, <laughs> but that's the one thing I noticed. Cause I thought that was a really, really cool thing to like go forward, get on the river and then turn upwards and start walking up to like the middle aisle of the boat. That's my favorite shot of the film. Um, anyway, so we're doing, uh, we're getting into spoilers right now. All right. So, I, if I remember to do any editing for YouTube, there'll be a thing being like skip to skip to later to avoid spoilers, or maybe not. But so after they take this little town, uh, uh, Alexander Skarsgård f- fucking goes ham on all these Ukrainians and you know captures this whole village. Like he's the man in this movie. He's the man. Um, yeah, another thing I want to, I, I meant to bring up earlier when we were talking about that berserker scene, we're talking about our big, uh, you know, battle scene, uh, two points I want to make. So before that, when they're all getting hyped up and they're all getting in berserker mode and they're going nuts, the, what stuck out to me was funny is that they're all yelling the word. Yeah. They're all like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, is that? Is that an oversight? Did they forget to? F- <laughs> they just casted a bunch of frat boys. <laughs> well, is yeah something that they would be? 
is yeah like a Norse I don't know that just it just sounded very modern everything else yeah, was so yeah. perfectly like of the year 800 or whatever this is <laughs> old except, Norse, Norse mythology yeah. except for yeah yeah <laughs> they, they all yeah they all sound like uh Joe Swanson like let's get it yeah like your super hyped up football team <laughs> yeah uh which is also which is exactly I know this takes place in the year 800 or 900 or whatever, but that's also how Europeans currently act at soccer games, just wearing fucking animal hats and screaming and, you know, taking their shirts off. They're just, you know. Some things never change. Yeah, they're animals. Um, <laughs> the other thing is that's really that really made me laugh was right after they conquered that little town, uh, like that big four-minute battle scene. Like when we have the next cut, Yeah, it's literally, t you know, he like – he eats a dude's throat. He like rips a guy's throat out and eats it. Like that's, that's right. He's like mauling some dude's face at one point. Yeah, and then literally like <laughs> the the next time it cut, it does like a smash cut, and then they're all just kind of like sitting around and they're just like drinking and eating. And it, it it yeah it, it it's the exact same thing that they did in Anchorman after the big battle, <laughs> and they're just sitting around the office like wow. That really got out of hand. Like, <laughs> Same dynamic, just yeah. like, oh shit, and then like, wow, crazy. They're all sitting around, like one guy's in the background eating soup, and you know, Skarsgård just like casually munching on like a throat, and it's like that escalated quickly. There's probably like, <laughs> you know, uh, fucking Thor killed a guy. It's like I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> that was nuts. Um. Anyway, he. All they've ca all the people they've captured all like the villagers they're all they captured them all they're making them into slaves and they're like branding them and they're shipping them off to to different Viking kingdoms including uh, he hears about his uncle's kingdom like these are going to these are going to whatever his name is sure I I, I know how to spell it I forget how to say it and I try to make it like note of how like the pronunciation that. Yeah, Fjolnir. These are going to Fjolnir the Brotherless, which is like the Brotherless. That's a pretty recent nickname because I saw four minutes ago in this movie he had a brother. So. <laughs> well, we learned about that, and he's like, yeah, they say he's the Brotherless. And I was like, huh, huh, interesting. So is you, his reputation for season. So Fjolnir the Brotherless, named by, played by Cleus Bang. I don't know how to say his name. Klaus Klaus Bang. Um, this is like my favorite development in the movie. This is what I what I loved because he's finding out like we got to send some of these to to Fjolnir, which is like that you know, Skarsgård hears it, Amleth hears it, and he's like that's my uncle, uh, who I promised to get revenge on. So I guess it's about time I look into that. They're like, he goes, these are being sent to. You know my hometown where he's now the king and they're like what no he got like <laughs> he got he got bullied out of that town years ago by somebody even more badass than him he's just some farmer now he's like he he lives on a farm in iceland yeah uh, i think they even make the comment like so he did it all for nothing yeah he did it all for nothing he killed he killed his brother and took over that kingdom for nothing and he couldn't even hold it he couldn't and even hold it on, his on the wound for for poor little amleth man yeah like, well and then i what did you think about that because i loved i loved that idea 
because I was expecting, just like everybody else, or I imagine yeah. like everybody else, I, I, I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'm like, this dude's gonna, this dude's either gonna go, I'm expecting it to be like fucking Taken or John Wick, like this motherfucker's gonna go, he's gonna buy himself, fuck up this entire, this entire town, or he's gonna get an army, he's gonna like gather some, he's gonna gather the boys, and the fellas are gonna go run wild back in his hometown and and get that shit back um i thought it was going to be like this epic crazy thing yeah where he takes on a he takes on his old kingdom by himself yeah yeah or with like his his gang of the fellas but he doesn't the movie doesn't get bigger the movie gets smaller we had our big battle scene already that's our big epic battle scene everything after that is personal he has yeah he right he has to go to a farm now he's just on a farm and he's got to pretend to fit in and find his moment to get back but there's no like you know there's some guard there's some people there but it's he's not fighting an army it's it's not you know uh he, you know, there's no cavalry. There's there's not these big forces at work. It's it's small and it's personal and it's kind of intimate. And I thought that was so much better than like I was expecting just big, you know, uh, Braveheart type like yeah. army versus army shit. Yeah, I was like, this just is heads getting chopped off. And yeah, you're right. That that had happened in the scene prior. I'm actually just realizing this as you're saying it. It's I. I I think you make a good point that it does get very intimate after that and sneaky and strategic and yeah, right. Yeah, we don't get that Braveheart. I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to be trying to do a Braveheart. Even worse, I thought they were going to be trying to do the end of like the Avengers when like yeah. you know all the superheroes come out of those portals <laughs> and it's just now now it's a million CGI robots versus a million CGI <laughs> superheroes and they're just going to fucking it's going to be just nonsense on screen forever. I was like, that's gonna I. I assume that's what they're going to try to do and it's going to suck and that's not they went the complete other direction and made it very like character driven and personal and and every it was awesome it's so it's your marvel your your marvel hate quota was met for the for the episode yeah there we go i i, I that's won't exactly, have one. yeah yeah that i would suck i was like well i'm sure they want to make a trillion dollars so they're just going to copy the other guys who are making a trillion dollars but they're not these you know Eggers is an artist, and he's making, you know, um, so I thought that was great. Yeah, so the rest of the movie, he works on a farm, and he little by little sabotages his uncle's farm until he gets his, makes his opportunity to strike and, and does the stuff, and it rules. It's so much better than, it's so much better than the giant battle you're expecting. Um, uh, one, real quick before I forget couple things uh this movie is a combination of if you're if you're if you're thinking to yourself as you're listening to us describe this if you're thinking the movie where the the evil brother kills the king and then the son runs away to another land and hides out for till he's an adult uh yes that is a, that is a movie you've all seen it's called <laughs> the lion king that is that is what we that is what this is it's the lion king and then also one of my favorite scenes was when he has to go get like the sword 
I love the use of like hallucination and like magic in this. Is, is this thing. getting into like is this what you guys consider a spoiler here at? Oh yeah, we Let's already we're trashed. we're into spoilers. We're past, okay, we're. I said I said right? that I said that this we 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 crossed the spoiler like demarcation. Right on. Once we uh once I said once once we started talking about Fjolnir the Brotherless lost his yeah, kingdom. Yeah, gotcha. That's that would that to me was the first big spoiler. Gotcha. That's gotcha. the first thing of like. Yeah, he's a weak sort of. That changes the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's that's where the movie changes from what we expect to what we're actually going to see. So that's where I put like the spoiler line. Cool. Uh, so yeah, we did that a little while ago. Uh, but yeah, so what did you think about that scene? What did... that was a killer scene, dude. And like, so I watched it with Nicole, my partner, and like during that scene, both of us after that whole like fucking fight happens, and then it like goes back and you snap out of it and then like the you know the I, I, what's what's that that uh the, the sleeper what's it called in the in the show that thing that's holding the the sword oh i don't uh, i don't remember i don't remember what they what they called that whatever it is but you're kind of like it takes you to this whole crazy scene and then it like just pulls you back instantly and you're like well what the hell was that and that's how he gets the sword and man that was just like great storytelling and again just kind of immersive and like taking you there and bringing you back there's actually a few scenes like prior to that which i think you had a uh, you had mentioned like the the amleth when he's like with his dad and, and they they're talking to uh, what's his name um uh how am i blanking on his name uh the dad what's that the dad the, yeah when he's in the dad and they're kind of like going they he's have a- like all those visions with Willem Dafoe. Oh, that with, whole scene is equally as like I mean, it like takes yeah. you, it takes you there, and then like within a few seconds, it like just pulls you back, and it's all seamless and it's all immersive. And I felt like the 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 the, the that sword that he gets, that same sort of scene, it it's exactly that form of storytelling that happened, and it was really awesome. Yeah. He he sneaks on a boat to go to Iceland. He he pretends to be a slave so he can go to Iceland. Um, he pretends to be like the most in shape slave ever. He Nobody brands even. Himself? Yeah, he brands himself. Uh, he goes to Iceland, and uh, and so now he's you know hide, he's hiding a, pretending to be a slave on the farm. Um, and then like the, we talked about, we got into it a little bit before we had our our little break. Uh, he's he's searching for some sword. You know, he he some prophecy or something told him he has to get this particular sword uh which was dope that really that whole scene of him like fighting that uh fighting that skeleton and getting this sword which again very cool use of like is there actually magic happening or is this all part of like the hallucination because it he has the fight and then it like cuts back to he, he's just sitting there looking at the guy holding the sword the undead mound dweller is what that that like character was called okay yeah well, it's crazy that that was straight, you know. That was straight out of like the Legend of Zelda. The amount of times that happens in Zelda games, where you have to, you have to upgrade to the next sword, and you got to get it out of a skeleton's hand, and then you try to get it, and he he fights you, and then you got to beat him to get his sword. That happens in every Legend of Zelda video game I've ever played. It's their formula. Yeah, they and- take it from old Norse mythology. I don't. I don't know. I think Robert Eggers might be taking it from Nintendo. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what came first, 
But anyway, I mean, it was cool. It was very fun to see. Which honestly, if they ever make a Legend of Zelda video game, which I or a Legend of Zelda movie or TV show, which I hope they never do, but if they do, this is like the way to do it. That's the way to make it look cool. Is like because that's exactly he's in a dungeon fighting a skeleton. That's all my all my Zelda fans out there are gonna thousand percent know what I mean. Um. Anyway, yeah. Quite quite a lot happening. Very cool stuff. The uh, you know his his mom is now so while he's on the farm, he realized his mom is now you know married to his uncle. He, you know she got captured, and and he took the queen for his own. Um, played by Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman, uh, who does a pretty good job. I saw people saying like she was amazing. She was fantastic. I thought she was good. I didn't. I wasn't blown away by any aspect of her performance. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know Nicole Kidman. I, I, I well, I don't want to spoil. Too, I don't want to get a hold of her uh, ahead of ourselves. But well, we're already in spoilers. Should we? Should we get to? Should we get to that part? Do we want to? I mean, let we, me let, before we get into that. I, I just because when we when we, I, I want to kind of go back to when they're introduced to the farm because I thought the the movie as serious as it was, like the tone was like really you know like dark and, and slow there was actually like mm -hmm. some what i thought were like just ha ha fucking moments that happened yeah and i don't know if you remember um it's like the oldest son that they have and i forget his name it's like thorin or something or yeah Thor. yeah thorin i think it was but like dude that guy was just like such a weakling character and I don't know if you remember this one scene. It's super subtle. But uh -huh. if you don't, you should watch it again because it's funny. So he's first introduced to, like, older Amleth. And he comes and he's trying to act all tough. First of all, he, like, comes from, like, you know, he's, like, battling. He's, like, you know, sparring with some yeah, friends. Yeah, we see him get his ass kicked. It's, he's, clear like, practicing. That he's, it's clear that he's getting his ass fucking kicked. Yeah. And he's all frustrated. And he throws down his, like, wooden shield and shit. So he's, like, this weakling dude, dude. But... There's this one line that he says, and he's not a major character, but I thought it was just so funny to throw that in there, where he's looking at, at you know, enslaved um, Hamlet in the eye, and he's like, don't ever look at me, slave. And you can tell he tries to, <laughs> he tries to pack as big of a punch as he can, yeah. and he's like... <clears throat> And, dude, I swear to God, like, Amleth doesn't move at all, dude. And yeah. he just, like, he, in, in that character's mind, Thorin or whatever, he's, like, just the strongest, scariest, like, MF out there. Yeah. And, dude, he just, like, punches it. And, like, the sound design behind it sounds like if you were to, like, patch, uh, like, punch, like, a fucking pillow, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like the punch goes nowhere. And I just thought it was, like, a really funny, like, visual joke and, the sound design behind that joke was funny. Anyways, I just yeah. wanted to I'm, go back to that. I'm here. trying to think of your he he's that he's I mean, he's that like typical character of like the boss's son. The boss's son, That's exactly, exactly what he is. The, the he's, tough guy, just yeah. he's the boss's son. He's like he's getting up, you know, he's yeah, he's getting up into like the guy's the, he even does like yeah, I don't know if it actually happened, but in my mind it's like the thing in high school, like you know, you you know, the, the sudden movement, like jerking your head towards him, trying exactly. to make him flinch, and it just doesn't exactly. work. But he doesn't exactly. even, it doesn't even register that it didn't work. He's just like, yeah, I got you. Like, yeah. No, in his head, that's exactly, yeah, I got you, yeah. man. He's like, don't ever look at me again. Yeah, he's, call, he's, call, he's calling Feral and horrible bosses. 
exactly dude. he's exactly. just he's just the boss's like shitty son that <laughs> nobody's actually afraid of but he just walks around like he's in charge uh yeah yeah no that was a great character that guy was great um uh, but anyways i don't know if you want to move 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 forward to to we you can, know nicole kidman's character because that's like one of the it's like the craziest shit twist. Of- yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll quickly. I ha- I just have my notes. I just in I watch I watch this at Alamo Draft House, and so I, what I do if I watch a movie at Alamo that I'm gonna like talk about on the pod, I take the order cards. Those of you who haven't been to an Alamo Draft House, if you want to order something in the middle of the movie, you write it down on with a, on a piece of paper and you stick it up, and then they'll come by and they'll take your order and they'll bring it back. That way you don't have to talk to a waiter. You just write it. But I took those, and I just write my little notes in the dark, so I can't even tell if my handwriting is even legible. But I wrote the words Quidditch, LOL, uh, <laughs> because they play, they play, they go off on some, like, weekend retreat, just like a weekend hang uh, with another kingdom in Iceland or whatever the fuck it was. And he, he gets the slaves get forced to play field hockey against each other, and they're just like running around with sticks, and they're supposed to be hitting a ball against a post, but they just end up beating the shit out of each other with sticks. <laughs> Dude, I, that's exactly what it was. I was like, I don't know what the op- I couldn't really follow the object of the game except like. The clear strategy to win is just, like, beat the shit out of the next dude. Yeah, and they don't even let you, like, you know, it gets down to, like, three on one. Because, obviously, <laughs> obviously, our boy, Skarsgård, is the only man standing on, like, on his team. Uh, it's like they don't let you bring in subs. It starts five on five, and then whenever somebody gets killed, they're just out. Um, but anyway, yeah, he goes, he goes, he goes wild. Uh, he beats. He's never even played the sport before. He's never played the sport before, but he's already like, you know, he's the he's the best athlete we've seen, and so he kills the big guy on the other team. The son, his, his the Nicole Kidman and uh, Fjolnir's son, which is the, he's the young boy. He's the young prince, which is makes him Amleth's half brother because they have the same mom, Nicole Kidman. He, in a startling display of not understanding his fucking place in the world <laughs> runs out onto the field with all these giant he just watched all these giant men kill each other and he runs out there like i'm gonna have some fun i'm gonna kick the ball and score a point first of all immediate disqualification for whoever side does that so you know i don't know i we gotta call in the the gaming commission on this one I, I think that I, I i think there's a lot of uh, i think there's a lot of red cards to be passed out in this game Definite flag on the play, dude. Yeah. Come on. Uh, anyway, he goes out there, and then the big dude, the big slave from the other side, tries to kill the king's son, and then, you know, Skarsgård has to stop him. And it's just like, dude. It, that was a dumb... I mean, that was kind of a dumb scene, just because... I mean, that was the scene that ingratiated uh, Skarsgård as... You know, he, he gets elevated from slave to slave who gets his own bedroom. Um and he's he's now like a what do you call it like a uh, he becomes like a foreman of the work crew instead of just being a dude on the crew because he saves the prince and wins the game and that's like you saves the prince yeah but yeah. at what point at what point does anybody take some responsibility like we shouldn't have let the prince run out there and and what was going to happen <laughs> you know if I'm even if I'm not if if I'm a slave playing this this you know this hockey game 
if the other side's prince comes onto the field, my immediate result is I'm not trying to kill. I'm not trying. You know, I'm not trying to kill some child in front of. You know, I'm already. I'm already being forced to play this game that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you know, my life is going pretty bad. I can't imagine improving it by killing a prince. You know, nobody. This is a friendly game between these two kings. Yeah, as friendly as it gets. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, they're all sitting next to each other. They're on the sidelines watching. They probably have money on this thing, but they don't... Neither one of them wants us to kill the other one's, like, child. It's just not how... It's not how this works. So that was kind of a baffling decision of, like, why did they... They could have had him save the prince from, like, a wolf. Yeah. Whatever. I I don't know what lives in Iceland, but that would have been more... That would have made more sense. Is he saves his half-brother from a wolf and then the half brother tells everybody this dude's awesome and then they begrudgingly like you're right we're gonna we're gonna give you some extra privileges because you helped us that when you didn't have to yeah it does it did seem kind of like just like like a plot device like just to like advance the story in some weird way there was actually some some like and i can't remember like any specifics but there were times that it felt like there were just like these like plot devices that were just thrown in there like when i was in college i took like a mythology class okay i remember when you read some of those like like greek mythology you're like yeah and then the kid does this and then the king did this shit and when you're reading it you're like what the fuck world do they live in where like they're doing this stupid shit and like who's believing this story yeah but you know like i you know at the end of the day i don't know i don't know the actual myth that this is like you know based on so maybe that's just part of the story and they had to try to be like all right well that's part of like this particular story and we got to throw it in there yeah and who who knows i don't even know if it if that was in the original story because i think this was just kind of like an adapted an adaptation of like an actual you know that that myth so anyways but i I, there were some parts that definitely felt like that that i'm like "Mm, this just kind of feels a little bit weird and like but anyways, yeah, that the the sports scene felt a little Hollywoody. They could have accomplished the same thing a lot quicker, and a lot. I don't know. Again, maybe that's an actual Viking game they played, hitting you know, a, a basically field hockey. Um, <clears throat> but because they're running around with wooden sticks, it, it it was giving me like you know Harry Potter. It definitely had a Quidditch. Uh, yeah, a Quidditch, Quidditch. Is yeah, that Quidditch. Yeah, it definitely had that vibe. That's exactly where my mind went. Like when I watched it, I was like, that's "Okay, where, that that's where this is going." That's one of the lamest things I ever saw. Was uh, I went to Boston a few years ago, and I was uh, I was up in the Northeast visiting family, and I took a day trip to Boston to see some cousins, and I parked, and wherever I parked, it was actually right across, it was right next door to Cheers, the actual original Cheers, um, and then across the street there's like a park, and there's all these college kids you know college age kids they're like you know only uh, i was 22 at the time so these kids are 23 so these kids are like two three years younger than me but they're running around they're running around with like broomsticks between their legs and they're throwing beach balls between these like i was like what the hell is this and it's like they're trying to play like it's their colleges i think dude this is in boston i think it was i you know what I have no idea. I'm gonna say this comment. It was the fucking Harvard Quidditch team. These <laughs> these dorks 
these the dorks. Harvard Quidditch yeah, team. Yeah, I'm saying it was Harvard, and you can't convince me otherwise. The Harvard Quidditch team practices their fucking on-foot Harry Potter sports. The only sport any of them are any good at is a sport that isn't real and doesn't make sense. Um, so they're all playing it across the street from Cheers, and they're throwing beach balls through these like hoops, and they're running around with broomsticks between their legs. And it's the it's it's the lamest thing I've ever seen. I almost left Boston. I was like, I was like, this this town left sucks. Boston. I almost left Boston. I was like, I came to visit. You I came to visit. It, this like, is, that's the first. Thing, that's the first thing I see. I was like, there's no way. There's no way this town has fucking seven Super Bowls, and and also this. That's we can't we can't have we can't have two versions of of this this athletic whatever. <laughs> Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So let's get to the let's get to the meat of it because this is actually it, this was a interesting development. Some really really like uh what we're about to talk about next, folks. Really interesting uh kind of plot twist. Maybe my biggest complaint of the movie is that I don't think this was done as well as it could have been everything else i you know you know the sports game whatever that's just nonsense but this is the actual like substance of the only thing of the substance of the movie that i didn't quite um think was handled as well as it could have been but once you tell our audience maldo uh what what nicole kidman fucking the bomb she drops on all of us yeah so so just yeah if 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 i leave out any details just let me know but i think the gist of it is that in the beginning when we see her get kidnapped and we see Amleth's father get killed off by his uncle, Fjolnir, that was actually a plot that, or a ploy, that Nicole Kidman's character, um, his mom, was in on. And mm -hmm. she actually wanted, you know, Amleth's father to get killed, and she actually wanted Amleth to get killed. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the gist, the kind of twist that happens. And then it gets all weird. And, you know, there's all these we, this sexual stuff that happens between like mother and son. And it gets very weird and very twisted after that. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's like the kind of turning point. And it's like Amleth is just kind of like, holy shit, this ball kind of like is dropped on him. So yeah, definitely a, a very edible moment. Um. So exactly, we we it turns out that Fjolnir, you know, the uncle, the evil uncle Scar, if you will, he doesn't just attack. Uh, you know, he doesn't just attack Ethan Hawke out of the blue and it's like I should be king. Apparently, he was begged into doing this, coerced into doing this by the mom, by Queen Nicole Kidman, and she's like, "Kill my husband, kill my fucking kid." Let me be the queen. We'll have another kid, and we'll just we'll we'll be rocking from here on out. Um, a few things I would have. What I what the main and of course that's supposed to be our big twist. That's our like M Night Shyamalan moment because he because Amleth finally confronts his mother. He gets privileges. He gets to go into the house. He he connects with his mom, and he's like, by the way. I'm your son, and I'm here to rescue you. I'm going to kill your fucked up husband, and 
I'm going to rescue you and your son, and we're going to be happily ever after, Mom. I'm here. I did it. And and credits roll. Yeah, it was like we. It, it, and it should have been like it. You know, it should have been like, oh my God, thank God you're here. Yeah, let's kill your uncle. Let's fucking thank you. You're saving me from how you know twenty twenty years, whatever it was. Um, I have to live on a farm now. Uh, you know it. W- and then she immediately showing very little like instincts for self preservation. She immediately starts antagonizing him. She's like, she's immediately she she's alone with muscular ass Skarsgård, very emotional. They're alone together, and he's like, "Mom, I'm here to save you. I'm your son. What's up?" And she's like, instead of being like, "Oh, thank God you're here," instead of like pretending like, "Oh, thank God you're here," like, "Yeah, I would love it if you saved me." Even she just she immediately is like, "Your dad sucks." I had him killed. I wanted him to kill you too. Uh, they, I apparently they didn't, which is sucks. And she's just immediately like antagonizing. I was him. laughing, and you thought that I was screaming when yeah. I was getting kidnapped. Yeah, like... he's like, I saw you get kidnapped, and you were screaming. And she's like, No, I was laughing. It was the best day of my life because I thought you were dead. And she, she's saying this to a strong ass dude who's got her cornered in her own bedroom. You know, lady, have a little bit of have a. No part of her, no part of her thought that this dude might snap and kill her. So she was just, it, you know, it would have made more sense if she was like, "Look, let me tell you what happened. You don't understand. Marriage is difficult. Your father and I had a lot of problems." Like she, I, you know, she could have done, she could have like backpedaled a little bit, but she's just <clears throat> every time from that point on, every time her and Skarsgård had a conversation, it was entirely like she was just like, "Please kill me." I can't wait for you to kill me. Like she just couldn't. She couldn't do anything. It it didn't seem that real to me because she didn't have any sense of like self preservation. Yeah, good point. Good. She yeah, was she was just like yeah. There's no way I'm gonna face consequences for this because you know I'm Nicole Kidman and there's there's no way they're gonna kill me out of this movie. I'm way too big of a star. Uh, um. So that was a weird. That was a weird like tone for that for her to have. The other thing that. The, the the main reason I didn't love that twist or that part, you know, is that we didn't we didn't get enough. The opening scene where Amleth is a child, and you know, again, his dad is returning as a conquering hero. We didn't get enough of their family dynamic to. We didn't get a hint of that. We only the only with the only instance we get, well. There's, there's the the only, the only instance we get at the beginning is right off the bat. They're like the king is coming home. Young boy Amleth, he runs into his mom's room. He's like, "Hey, daddy's home," and she immediately like, "Don't ever come into my room without asking." She just like does a she instead of she's not happy about the news. She immediately scolds him for not knocking before entering her chambers. Uh, which okay, that's a weird kind of like discipline thing usually usually that kind of that kind of rule gets gets overshadowed in the in the face of such momentous news hey daddy's back okay we'll talk about you barging in on me later uh but that's great that dad's home so that's the art but the fact that she reacted so harshly in the first again this is the first 45 seconds in the movie uh, that's our only indication they didn't give us enough to for us to be like you know, they didn't set it up at all. 
they yeah. just they just flipped a switch in the middle, which I don't like. I I I want a little bit of something to be, you know, okay. we could see. Oh shit, that actually makes sense. Yeah, throw in something that like kind of adds some substance, like adds adds a little bit more punch to the twist. Yeah, I think you're right because I feel like in the beginning, like they. Uh, it's a very short beginning. We only see like young Amleth for I, I mean I don't know if I had to guess fifteen minutes. Yeah, maybe less. And so yeah, so it's like really hard to a build this, like show like a real love between like father and son enough to say like if I ever die, you better avenge me because yeah. there, there was never really like a good like well, they, man that's like a fucking good ass son dad ass moment. They no, they fishing and like. There wasn't really a whole lot of that, and then there wasn't really like the mom like being anything. Like the mom wasn't really like she she right. kind of didn't even have many lines. You know, she was just kind of there when the uncle shows up. And yeah, so they, exactly. I I disagree. I think they did a good job of setting up the father son relationship. I don't think they we didn't get to see enough of the wife husband relationship that yeah. apparently was such a was such a bad deal. Again, it, it seems like whenever you whenever a filmmaker whenever they make these big kind of changes, the reason the reason the sixth sense is to this day talked about as like the best film twist of all time is not because it's the craziest divergence from from you know, it's not like it's not like yeah. The plot's not just taking a little right, twist in the right. story. It's, it's not, yeah. It's not like it's not like all right. I wrote the first three quarters of the movie. I'm gonna give it to my friend. He's gonna write the last part, and then the friend is like, Bruce Willis is now a terrorist. Like you know, you could you could do any kind of like on the on change on a dime if you're just yeah, yeah. writing. You're writing on a paper. Yeah. The the reason that twist was so spectacular is because we had all those cute all those clues beforehand but we didn't recognize it and everything in the bef everything in the entire movie all of a sudden makes sense once you realize that Bruce Willis is dead spoiler yeah, alert yeah. to anybody who hasn't seen this movie what it's a 25 year old dead, movie. dude yeah um i am i can't imagine you're seek if you if you're a big enough movie fan that you're seeking out the least popular film podcast on youtube You've probably seen The Sixth Sense, but anyway, that reason that's so monumental—the reasons why it's, it's it's still a great movie to this day—is because all those little, every piece falls into place right away, and you're like, "Oh my god, that's why this is a twist." This this Northman twist, this Nicole Kidman twist. There are no pieces from earlier on that fall into place. It's just a why is she being like this now? Yeah. It's because oh, I started writing her like this right. Yeah, at this good point. point. So that didn't that didn't do enough for me it didn't yeah, justify it enough there's no opportunity to go back and look at the first 15 minutes of the movie and be like oh shit yeah exactly so except for you're right when he walks in and somewhat like, like she's just like very thrown off or she's very yeah. abrasive about not you know i guess not she's not excited the but other then there's that, the oh, other possible ahead. moment i think is what you're about to bring up right is when the jester like makes fun of her yeah, and yeah. and then the the uncle and the uncle gets mad. We don't even they don't even show us the wife's reaction. I don't think they don't yeah. show us Nicole Kidman's reaction to the jester's inappropriate joke. Yeah, yeah. They show us the uncle, quote unquote, defending her honor, and they show and then you know, Ethan Hawke is the one who's like, relax, dude, it's a joke. 
It's the, yeah. the it's literally why I pay the gestures to make fucking jokes. Just everybody yeah. calm down. He's like the only guy that's cool. He's really the only he's the only dude that's chill in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, is, is the dad. Um, Although, so, if for the you know, spoiler alert, uh, the the joke that he's that the jester says is literally about you know the wife essentially being into other other dudes. So. Get, yeah, getting but, getting turned on. Yeah, it was a joke about her getting wet for somebody else. You know, a joke, a sexual joke. So it's very pointed, and I, that's why I was like, "That's the only other thing that points to like any Maybe. sort of, you know, like yeah, affair I, going on." I guess right. Those two things aren't enough because I don't know. Yeah, Again, the right, jester's right. not gonna. If the jester actually thinks that the the king's wife is fucking the king's brother, he's not making that joke. <laughs> that's not how being he's, a jester he's works. Back. That one's not he's, going on the repertoire. He's leaving. He's leaving that one out. He's like that one's. I'm leaving that in my notes draft. That's that. That one's staying in drafts. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Imagine. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start doing. Some, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drop that joke. I'm gonna do a little. You know. Do some crowd work. Fill them out. Where are you from? What's your job? You know. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with that kind of stuff. If you actually know something, you would never bring it up. Uh, it's only a joke if it's some wildly weird, funny shit. Um, but yeah, so that's the thing. Her heel. Her. She turns heel, and it. And so it just wasn't it wasn't set up. And she also right. again, it's crazy that she's like, you know, she tells Amleth, she tells her son that should have been Jesus. Uh that should have been the the thing is like the when she tells her son that he was like a rape baby, she's like, I didn't even want you to be my son. Yeah. Your father forced himself upon me. That should have been like the knife twist. That could have been the justification for like why she kind of not went crazy, but why she reacted and why this she why she wasn't concerned about him being dead. You could have set up a little bit of her unhappiness early on, and then we find the whole thing, and then it's like whatever. And then and he's like, I mean, I you know, because he, he could have been like, look, I know you're not, I know you and dad weren't like close, but come on, you didn't want him to get killed, and I'm here to save you. And then she's like, actually, I. Did want him to get killed, bump up, bump, and I didn't care if you got killed because I didn't want you as a son anyways. Because I was, you know, uh, I was unwillingly impregnated, and that would have been that would have been the enough of the the dun 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 to be like, oh shit. Um, and then we would have maybe even sympathized with her a little bit more than what we got, which was just like, you know, where did this come from? Um, so let's let's. Move on to a, a, a couple other things. I have okay. Here's another one of my notes. Um, before we get to the next thing, uh, I just wrote Anya Taylor. Boy, oh boy, is she cute. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, cool as shit. I, in everything that I've seen her in, like from here, you know, here uh, and before. I mean, she's she's killing it, dude. Yeah. So. so instead of Anya Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor, boy, oh boy, is she adorable. Boy, oh uh, yeah, that. So that's all I got to say on that. She's great. Uh, I've never seen her in anything else. I don't think I didn't see the I didn't see the TV show where she plays chess, and I don't know if I've seen anything else. But um, she was in The Witch. She was in yeah, The Queen's okay. Gambit. Yeah, I didn't see that. Um, but that was that was nice. I I, I did like. I mean, I, she brought a lot to it. I like that her character was not... She wasn't a damsel in distress. Um, I mean, she was in distress, but she was hardly... She was hardly some, like, ineffective damsel. She was like a, you know, a witch, whatever, of her own thing. 
Um, I don't. I don't agree with. Well, I don't know. I guess. I guess I do. There's the, the big. The big emotional turn is, you know, Skarsgård. He's killed a bunch of people. Killed his mom. Killed his brother. Killed his uncle's first son. He's killed everybody. The only person he hasn't killed is his uncle. And Fjolnir. Yeah, Mjolnir. And they get the, he gets the chance. He's leaving with his wife, Anya Taylor, Joy. And he, she, he finds out that she's pregnant. And he's like, he's like we're, we're leaving. We're off to safety. We're going to have a family. Uh, I've, I've got my dad's ring. So I'm, I'm obviously the rightful king of my hometown, which we're going to go and we're going to go fuck that up next. And then I'm going to be, you know, everything's on track. Only loose end is I didn't kill my uncle. And then the thing is, like, she's like, I have, I've got, I'm pregnant. And he's like, I got to go kill my uncle. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't stay on this boat with you. And it's just like, well, why, you know, why not? I, the, the, I'm glad, you know, the, the, the human decision is like, I'm going to stay with my family. I've got a wife and kids now. I got to put my solo dream. I got to put my music career slash revenge dreams on hold so I can provide Take for my wife kids. and kids. Yeah. You know, I wanted to go on tour and kill my uncle and play all these stadiums. And I can't do that now because I got to be here for the family. Yeah. At least, at least wait till they're six, seven. Yeah. You know, wait, then- once, once the kids are in school, once, you know, yeah. once the kids are in school, then you can start picking up some gigs on the weekend and then maybe <laughs> yeah. kill your uncle. Um, but he's, you know, he's just like, he's like, no, I gotta, I gotta finish. I gotta live my, I gotta live my truth. So he hops back into the water and he goes to fight him and then he finds him. And it's literally like, you want to fight right now? It's like, no, we're not gonna, I'll meet you. I'll meet. It's, it's like in school. Like, Let's fight right now. It's like, no, we're not gonna fight right now. Meet me, meet me after school in the schoolyard. They it had, gets so WWE, so yeah. Quick. It's like I'll see you at Hell in the Cell this summer. Yeah, WrestleMania, and it's like, wait, but you guys are here yeah. now. You want to fight right now? No, meet me tomorrow afternoon. Volcano, three o'clock. <laughs> so, so then they just go to a volcano and they fight there, like, uh, you know, they fight on top of a volcano, like Revenge of the Sith. Uh, kind of like the end of, of uh, Lion King as well, so I just got to throw that out there. Is that volcano-y? I don't remember. It's very volcano-y, dude. Scar versus Simba, dude. One of the best, you know, bouts in you know modern history. So modern, one of the best bouts. Yeah, it, it's it's up there. Ollie Frazier, <laughs> uh, uh, Tyson Holyfield, Macho Camacho versus you know the legendary uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, dude, and then yeah. Simba Scar, man. Simba Scar, yeah, it goes down and it goes down in the in the record books. <laughs> yeah, so they like I'll meet you at the volcano. We'll fight there uh, after school. Um, yeah, and so that's the big fight, and then of course. You know, they both they both lose the fight. Uh, a real tragedy. Know. I mean, it's by definition like a maybe not by definition, but yeah, in literature. It's like a tragedy. Yeah, uh, and honestly, here's the other thing. I don't know much about. I don't know how strong. You know, I I don't know how powerful. You know, he again. He got his dad's ring. That's his like proof that I'm the that I'm the new king of my old ass hometown. He gives it to his wife. He's like, "This is the proof that you're the queen. That I was the some. I'm, this ring is proof. Everybody's gonna know this ring. I don't know how they all know this shit. They don't, there's no social media for everybody. Like, oh, that's the ring. Like, 
You only met 40 people in your entire life in back in the day. He leaves his pregnant wife alone on a boat with like eight other men in the year 900. Like that that can't be cool. Probably not. I there's, agree. there's no way all eight of those dudes are like, "Oh, I got to respect I got to respect this king's wife." Like it's definitely we're de- you know, I'm definitely going to follow the rules as a as a viking as a, so as a as a viking 1200 years before this movie comes out. I'm a I'm a, you know, one thing about me, one thing about one thing we all know about vikings is how much they love the rules. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, that's kind of how it ends. It ends in kind of a weird spot. It ends a little too Hollywood. Um, yeah, but, it is a very Hollywood. But again, I, I, it's I don't know how much of that is like you know like liberties were taken, or if this is all like you know they're, they're trying to follow like the sax. That's true. This so might, I, yeah, this might be a book. This this might be like an actual Viking book that they that they're telling the story of. I could I don't know anything. That's a very important part of this podcast is that I don't know anything. Um, I'm just wildly shooting from the hip. So that's all it, that's all it is. Cool. Well, let's do some uh, – we, we're going to wrap this up here in just a minute. Let's do a quick few things. Um, I'm going to get back into giving you all some information. IMDb, 7.6 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 89% certified oh, fresh by the critics – Audience score is a lot lower, 64%. So not sure what's going on there. Letterbox got it even 4.0 stars. So that's not bad. Uh, uh, what do you uh, – so Mauro as a uh, – uh, As an avid listener? Yeah, you're an, actual, you're an actual listener of this show. You're well aware that I don't do number ratings. I say, yes, go see this. Don't. I'm saying absolutely, yeah. I recommend this to anybody. Go see this movie. It's great. What do you? How do you want to do it? Yeah, I'll do thumbs up, thumbs down. I'd say thumbs up. I would recommend. I really do think that it is based on some sort of source material. Okay. And like just knowing everything, the little that I know, but everything that I know about mythology, sometimes those stories they just don't translate well. And so for a movie like this, yeah, to translate as good as as it did with some flaws, I think it was fucking awesome. I think the visuals and the sound design definitely worth a watch. Cool. All right. Thanks, everybody. Let's get trashed. Go see the Northman. Follow uh, Mauto on Instagram at Del Toro's. Del Toro's music. Yeah. Oh, at Del Toro's music. Yeah. Give yeah. him a follow there, and then follow, of course, you know, like and subscribe. Leave a comment. All that kind of YouTube shit. Leave a comment. Follow me on Twitter at Nick Tazo. Um, I post a lot of like movie shit, or I repost movie shit. If you want to see this, us talking about those shots i just retweeted something so go to my twitter and check that out um all right thanks so much mauto for helping me out thanks everybody let's get trashed take it easy man